Welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast with your hosts, Alan Miller and Dr. David Overby. Recorded on the 10th of June, 2020. This is episode 205. And now for the show. Welcome once again to the MoPod Podcast, Modus Operandi Podcast. I am your host, Alan Miller, and I'm joined, as always, by the one, the only, Dr. David Overby. Well, what's going uh, on? uh, Too bad we don't have anything to uh, talk about for a podcast, right? I mean,. Yeah, I know. I it's just, you know, it it's just two guys talking about things that are going on. Uh, totally normal. Everything's regular. Uh nothing interesting has happened any time. Uh so I I, I don't know if uh, uh uh you went back and and listened, but we 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 absolutely nailed this COVID thing. Um, yes, it in, was. I, was it, it may was have it been uh, the very first day of February. It? I'm pretty sure it was. Yes, it was. It may have been the very first day of February. Yeah, yeah. The, it was. Yeah, right at the end of January, and it's like there's this thing going on in China. It's like, yeah, we're worried about this, um, and we might have nope. even talked about you know the next big pandemic, which I, that was on nobody's radar. But, uh, yeah, it's, let's see. Uh, I, uh, so, uh, I've actually what written at? At these numbers down. Thousand Americans dead. Um, we are currently at one hundred and twelve thousand and six deaths. And this is something I think we should uh, just jump right into and, and talk about. <clears throat> There's a. Uh, Worldwide, there's 412,324 deaths. That means the United States accounts for 27.1 of all deaths worldwide. Yeah, more than a quarter. We have 4.26% of the population. Yeah. The world's population. Hey. World population is listed at uh, 7.8 billion U.S. population is three hundred and thirty-two thousand six. Uh, I'm sorry, three hundred and thirty-two million six hundred and thirty-nine thousand one hundred and two. Well, Dave, you know what that means. It we're means number one. We're number one. <laughs> That's six point four five times greater percentage of deaths than percentage of the world population. That's just it's fucking insane. So it's just insane. my theme. For this podcast is America sucks. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, what is your new one though? I mean, isn't, uh, that'll isn't, be isn't, my. Isn't that what it always is? <laughs> well, it hasn't been quite this explicit. I mean, oh, the traditional uh, we, modus operandi theme is uh, nothing good is ever going to happen again, which was kind of a tactful way of saying America sucks. But now it's just. <laughs> So, I mean, which would you like to, uh, you know, move into? Should we 
talk a little bit more about the pandemic since I listed these numbers, or should we talk about how obvious it is that absolutely nothing of substance is going to happen as a result of the civil unrest and the protests due to the murder, the public sacrifice of George Floyd? Um, I, yeah, let's not talk about the COVID. There's Everybody's got their... Yeah, if we're going to talk about the COVID, we should just talk about how we're dealing with it. Because, I mean, it, it the info's out there, and you just laid out all of the, the sort of facts of it. Um, I just, all I'll remind people is uh, wear a mask and wash your hands. Um, and good luck. Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> what we're not going to get is we're definitely not going to get the widespread testing on the symptomatic and asymptomatic people in conjunction with the contact tracing and strategic isolation that we have to have to at least get this virus somewhat under control. Yeah, we're, we're ne- never, never going to be in New Zealand or, or you know, New Zealand, which has it 100% under control. And unfortunately, we're not allowed to travel there now. And, and the reason is COVID. Well, uh, sure, they're, they're, they would, any country would be insane to let Americans in. Like, they're, we're the world hotspot. And- almost every country in the world requires Americans to spend 14 days in, in quarantine. What's amazing um, is the way that all of this utter failure, this deadly level of failure is associated with freedom. Like, like Americans of all backgrounds are proud of, of the way that, that we've handled this. I, I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, no, mo- most of the people that I've I talked to frequently about this shit are just ter- are just horrified by how, how we've done it. Um, you know, and, and I go I, I, I really I don't have a choice but to go do things. There's there's you know, I've got a I've got a house that that has that has to have work done on it. Um, um, I've got this band that I've got to I have to do things that involve me going places. And but the house means that I've got to go to places like Home Depot and Lowe's, which I will not go to Home Depot anymore because the, the fucking CEO gave like two million dollars to a pro Trump pack. And I'm like, all right, Lowe's it is. Um which is fine. They're about equal these days. For but a- I'm, I'm just curious, though, of the people that you've talked to about this who are horrified by how poorly America has handled the pandemic, how many of them actually bring up testing? Um, almost everyone. I mean, that's, that is the number one thing. That's, that's what we're supposed to have. Um, you know, and it's the, you know, the, the only things that you, you can do personally— um, and one of the th- one of the things that is so horrifying is that we have f- our f- the orange guy walking around. You know, eh, I'm not going to wear a mask. Eh, oh, look at look at Sleepy Joe wearing his mask, um, which means that this giant chunk of America is not going to wear masks when they go out because that's what they see on the TV. Is well, uh, why should I wear a mask? He doesn't wear a mask, so I'm not going to wear a mask. Uh, because Americans are by and large stupid, and um, by the way, which is why I haven't been on Facebook for the last uh, sixteen days or something like that, because I said Americans are fucking stupid, and that's hate speech. Go figure. Right? How do you um, like that? I mean, that's freedom for you. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, oh yeah, I don't I'm have to wear so a mask. Free. 
and we don't have to have any kind of you know national plan because no one in Washington D.C. is going to tell me what to do, even if there's a public health emergency. Oh, but, especially um, if you say something that uh, an algorithm doesn't like, then you get censored and you can't participate in social media. Absolutely crazy. I tell you what, let me let me just give a few very brief numbers on on the COVID thing. Sure, and I love numbers. we can we can move on because I think you're right. I mean, it is talked about so much that, but at the same time, it, um, I think we can offer our own insights on it. That's that's true, and 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 actually talking about the policy and 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 what people are being told and stuff that that is that is always a, a, a welcome place. But it's just that the actual disease itself, uh, uh, but. Yes, the numbers are very interesting, the, and and I kind the, the of current trends, I kind of, though, are, I kind of think that your um, that that your your um, your total dead um, is from yesterday. I would I would assume so. I mean, today is uh, January January. Today is June the tenth, twenty twenty. So as of June the ninth, we had one hundred and twelve thousand. Again, uh, dead out of a, a worldwide. Yeah, I know. And it's a it's a thousand people a day. That's what I mean. It's a thousand fucking people a day. Come on, <laughs> this is not a joke. This is a this is not a drill. This is we are in a pandemic that is killing lots of people. Y'all put your fucking masks over your noses when you go out. If you if you're not if you don't have it over your nose and your mouth, you're not fucking wearing your mask. It's a total unwillingness. Not to be selfish for the sake of the greater good in the most dire circumstances. That says everything about about America. But here are the trends um, from just the past two weeks. Let's see. It's um, in 24 places, new daily cases of COVID-19 are... Rising, and just a quick look at the numbers. It's a percentage change versus two weeks ago. Arizona, two hundred and seven percent increase. Oregon, one hundred and seventy-four percent. Puerto Rico, one hundred and forty-two percent increase. Utah, one hundred and fifteen percent increase. South Carolina, one hundred seven percent increase. Arkansas, seventy-nine percent increase. Kentucky, 72% increase. Texas, 63% increase. Florida, 61% increase. Washington, 60% uh, increase. Oh, dude, Florida, and in, in Florida Kentucky, is the, a fucking the, the, lie, Just one too. last quick thing here. The last, um, the, the last week, May 31st through June the 6th of this year, was the greatest number of increases in cases uh, in, in Kentucky since the beginning of the pandemic, since records have been kept. Now, mind you, these increases are happening simultaneously with everyone just deciding we've got to reopen up the economy. Yep, yep. And we don't have to reopen up the economy because all the financial hardship going on because of this is the result of a political decision. And the political decision is we are not going to give anybody any money. If you would just give people money until this was over, people wouldn't be in financial duress. Now, they might still be bored and restless and bouncing off the walls, but they wouldn't worry about being homeless in August. Or 
being unemployed for an unknown, unlimited amount of time. Well, the whole the whole reason that that the 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 Republican governors generally that are the ones that are reopening states, um, they're doing it because they don't want to pay the unemployment anymore. Um, they, you know, and the thing is, is that the the federal government w- w- would still continue to pay their chunk. But it's those Republican governors don't want to pay their little tiny chunk of it. And it's like money is a fiction. They can just say this money exists now, and it does. You know, the whole idea that there isn't money there to do it with is just a lie. Yep. Um, And it's – you. You can't get a single politician to admit that that's true. Not well. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I'll, I'll take that back. I, I bet you Bernie Sanders would say, "Of course, well, of course, of course, you can just you can just create money if you need it." Um, but then he would probably also argue, "Well, but then you got to pay for it." But I, which is just nonsense. You don't. Um, we're supposedly the most wealthy nation in the history of the world. We are. I've never heard anybody dispute that. So we've got the money. We yeah, can do so it. it's like, yeah, the money's there. Just fucking make it or use it or something. Um, but, yeah, so here we are. Um, hey, Dave, I, I think we should hear from our sponsor right about now. Um, and uh, so... Sounds uh, good. We'll we'll be right back. Uh, this is uh, one of our, yet, our, our newest line of products. Um, in the uh, the Mopod gift store uh, for your pleasures. Um, we'll be right back. Sexy nights. What COVID lockdowns all about? Yeah, sexy. But sometimes sexy COVID times lead to little, little oopsies. oopsies. Well, when you've got a little oopsie on your hands, reach for the Mopod brand tactical abortion pistol. It's quick, it's loud, and its fetus hunting ammunition will take care of your little oopsie before you can say, make my day. Mopod brand tactical abortion pistol. Get yours today. God, Dave, that's just amazing that we've got this new product of the uh, tactical abortion pistol available in our our gift shop. I just, oh God, we've got, our marketing people are just amazing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Mopod abortion tactical pistol uh, endorsed by Amy McGrath with her signature on it. It's in the shape of a fighter plane. You know, the ads that Mitch McConnell is running against uh, McGrath emphasize that uh, she's pro-abortion. You know, it's never pro-choice. You know, that they eliminate the idea that it's an issue of choice. It's just, you know, I want to I want to get pregnant so that, you know, right when that baby's about to come out. No, kill it, kill it. And, of course, doctors lining up to make all that big money to kill a baby. Well, you know, the Clintons, um, the Clintons are part of that line. They're, they're waiting for these, for these, uh, um, right at the end of that ninth, ninth month, uh, abortions. 
They're waiting for them to harvest the adrenal glands because those are the really good ones. Because those babies are fucking terrified. Uh, but they're still alive when they're ripped from the mother's womb. And um, you take that adrenal gland out and you can just purify that and you get, the, oh, it's the best, the highest quality. Uh, what What is it? Uh, adre- adrenal. Um, it was in a, it's it's from a, a William S. Burroughs. Uh, um, um, it's particularly the movie, but it was also in the book. Uh, mescaline? Uh, no, Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. That's the name of it. It's from uh, 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 Fear and Loathing, the, the movie, but sure. it was also in the book. But supposedly, well, Bill Clinton needs that so that at age 102, he can keep having lots of sex with Oh, that's women. right. I mean, he's, he's got to keep uh, boning women um, that, uh, that barely give him consent, which, oh, that never happens. Um, but, but speaking but, of, uh, but thank of Amy God, McGrath... Thank God we can't, you... uh, we can't uh, impeach a president for... Uh, 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 for selling the entire country to fucking uh, Putin. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think that America had already been sold to all of the multinational corporations in the first place. So it's that, that whole story, for me, was always a bit of a joke. But anyway, I was just wondering, speaking of Amy McGrath, have you been uh, paying any attention to the rise of Charles Booker? I like Charles Booker. He was really good in the debate. And he was really good on uh, MSNBC as well. He was interviewed uh, two nights ago. Oh, I did not see that. Yes. Um, so tell me about it. Well, he, I mean, he just did a really good job. I mean, he's clearly uh, much more, I think, intense and honest and is honestly uh, feeling and, and thinking uh about what he is saying, as opposed to McGrath, who is so clearly just coached and rehearse with her Washington, D.C. team that's there to give her plenty of money and prop her up as the candidate to to beat McConnell in the highly unlikely event that McConnell loses that you won't get really any kind of alternative in. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's look, this is the Democratic Kentucky Democratic Party. That's it's what they've been doing. It's the National Democratic Party, man. Like, that's the the whole point. Amy McGrath is not a Kentucky the Kentucky Person. ones, She's- the Kentucky, the Kentucky party is the worst because every year they early on get behind the worst possible candidate to to go against McConnell and then Rand Paul. I mean, if you can't beat fucking Rand Paul, then everybody should resign, and they don't. And sure, the whole, I agree with you. The whole process they go through is. We have to find the most conservative, plausible candidate we can so that the Republicans will vote for us. And right, it's, and, and not it's only like, is this useless, I mean, the, the big problem with this strategy is it doesn't work. And when a strategy fails, that's a good reason to discontinue it. I mean, oh, the, no, no, yeah, the they, reason they, we they have Donald Trump is decades of Democrats running moderate conservative candidates who either lose when they shouldn't, like Hillary Clinton, or if they do get elected, like Barack Obama, don't do anything. And so the long-term effect yeah, is, yeah. is it just, it turns people off of the Democrats. 
Well, there's. I mean, a, if you're really trying to get those swing voters and those moderates and those people who are uh, centrists, then you you have to be a party that uh, gets people enthusiastic about you. And the Republicans have always been much better than the Democrats in terms of understanding the the um, importance of the emotional element of politics well, that people and, and, do want to be excited about the candidate and the vision of I mean why do republicans dominate american politics because they give people what they want you know people want to have guns and they say you get to have guns and they want to be uh, evangelicals and you can be an evangelical and uh, rich people don't want to pay taxes and so they say you don't have to pay taxes i mean they actually just give the people who they want to represent what they want. Democrats tell everybody, well, you can't have this, and you can't have this, and it's unrealistic that you're going to get that, and you can't get this, and you can't get that, but maybe you can get better internet, which is what McGrath's, can, one of her talking points is. The big thing that Booker emphasized in his, uh, in his TV ad was how since the George Floyd, again, public sacrifice, which is you know what it was, it was just a straight-up, active devil worship. Um, Amy okay. McGrath has not gone out and marched with the protesters. Booker has. In fact, Booker is, was on television giving a speech during the protest in Louisville where people have been killed, and he's out there doing it. And you're clearly not a leader if, you're, if you are just so totally off the pulse of the nation. Like, a leader, we need a leader there because when things happen that we don't see coming, the person can jump in right away and they're they're involved enough in the culture that they can respond effectively. McGrath just wants to, as Booker said, you know, sit on her couch and you know keep talking about how we need to uh, appeal to pro-Trump Democrats or whatever the hell that is, because her whole thing originally about how we should we should be against McConnell because McConnell's getting in Donald Trump's way from doing things. First of all, it's not true. <laughs> I mean, McConnell's and Donald Trump are basically, uh, you know, one and one A in terms of being Lock, at the lockstep. Lockstep is the word you're, you're looking exactly. For. They're lockstep in terms of of just pushing this right wing extremist agenda of just extreme inequality, militarism, prison state. You know, oh, hi- not- hyper religious conservative judges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, um, Trump was just bragging on Twitter the other day about how he'd he gotten all, this record number of judges. It's record. It, that that's you know, I, I, um, I don't know. No, uh, that man. The only thing that matters to him. There's only one thing. There's one thing that matters to Donald J. Trump, and that is ratings. That is ratings. That is how. He's rated. And you'll see, like right now, uh, he's he just recently was like, oh, look, 96% approval rate in the Republican Party. He's like, he is at a historic lows um, for an incumbent president in a, in a, a disaster situation. Um, he is underwater with every demographic except for white Republican males. And that's the only thing that he can hold on to. So that's it. 
but like what what he said about uh uh, uh what's his name Madding the the uh, Mad Dog Madding um, that he was a the an overrated general. I don't. Uh, do you know who other than the military rates generals? Um, and uh, it just it's this endless thing, and and I think that's the big part of the problem. Well, it's why he was doing those. Uh, he kept doing those. Um, the the daily briefings for for a period of time until he realized that people were just they weren't watching him; they were watching the other people. Um, and then he got mad and stopped having them at all. The 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 daily press conferences for, about COVID, um, and it's right. because he wasn't the center of attention. He wasn't the one that people were watching. They were watching the other people around him, and he couldn't have that. And the fact that that's what we ended up with, you just, I mean, the thing that would not be unusual about someone like Donald J. Trump getting elected president of a country would be if that country was in, I don't know, Eastern, no, I'm sorry, Western Africa, maybe. You know, one of the in inland ones, uh, uh, Nigeria. Yeah, something like that. You know, I mean, he would be perfectly normal for those places. But the fact, yeah. That but he, I just, I, I just think, don't you think that America is a popularity contest? Uh, at this point, yes. I mean, there's no doubt. It it it's um, pretty much everything about it is uh, it, I, well was we we really don't know what we're going to come out with on the other side of this of of all of this oh I know shit we, what on. we are like it's it's over man like w- this is this is going to go on forever uh, we're never going to have a vaccine we're certainly not going to have one by the end of the year sometimes it takes up to ten years to get a vaccine. I mean, all this talk about how it's in trials now and we're going to have one by the end of the year. This is all just telling people what they want to hear so we'll feel better about what everybody wants to do, which is just to get back to work and spend money and go out and get a haircut. You know, it's worth somebody else getting killed because you get this and you're asymptomatic and you start a vector chain and it infects, infects somebody else and kills them. So that you can get a haircut. So, and these, and many people who are doing this are, they, you know, don't like Donald Trump. And so, um, this is going to go on forever. Here's something fun to think about. And this is something that, uh, you've heard me talk about on the adjacent most sports. Uh, podcast. That would be the most sports podcast. Look for it on your iTunes or other podcast feed. You can also go to www.facebook.com slash mopod.mosports to our Facebook page on Most Sports. But anyway, this is really something that fun is to if think you about. haven't been blocked. Three from Auburn Facebook. football players tested positive for COVID. Three Alabama football players tested positive for COVID. They are pushing full speed ahead with their so-called voluntary summer workouts, which really means we know who's working out and who isn't, and you're not going to play, and you're going to get cut when practice starts if you don't do this stuff. There's 
we're going to have another 100,000 people die by September. This isn't going to be under control at all. And they're not going to be able to have fall semester, and they're not going to be able to have football. And their higher education is going to lose $4 billion. And they bank on that money. They speculate on the fact that that money is guaranteed good as gold. They're going to have it in their pocket. And that's why they do their budgets the way they do. Why they spend like crazy and all this stuff. And when that happens, man, that will really be a hardcore collapse of the economy. Think about how many cities depend on the university to... For the local economy to work. Oh, for instance, uh, uh, the one where we come from, uh, Callaway County, which the city seat right. of Murray is the home of Murray State University, which used to advertise up here for some fucking reason. It's a state school. Why are you advertising anywhere, period, especially in the same state you're in? Um, Dave, I kind of think it's looking like we probably ought to uh, take a little break and, and go to our sponsor. Sure. Uh, this is yet another just amazing product that um, our marketing team has come up with. Please um, tell us about it. Um, it's I, you know I, I I'll let we'll listen to the ad and we'll come back and and, okay. and hear it. So uh, uh, we'll be right back. All right, keep li- keep keep listening, listener. We've all had the nightmares. The dream always starts nice and homey, and then... Mommy, we're out of toilet paper! The COVID toilet paper shortages have left all of us traumatized. But never fear. The Mopod RoboLicker 2020 is here. This robotic anus scrubber clings to the underside of your toilet seat until needed. Using a simple phone app, you can summon the Mopod Robo Liquor 2020 as scurries out of hiding, attaching itself to your undercarriage with gentle suction cups, and going to town with its tongue-like anal scrubbing appendages, scouring the area with warm water and gentle but persistent tonguing. Firmly cleaning your anus until you tell it to stop and gently blow dry your naughty bits. When complete, it self-sterilizes and is ready to go again. And it has a separate set of urethra liquors for the ladies. You may never leave the bathroom again. Wink. Installs in minutes with just a tube into the toilet tank and a plug for the charging station. Your days of worrying about toilet paper shortages are behind you with the Mopod RoboLicker 2020. Order now. For a very limited time, receive the Daryl Chauvin bobblehead for free. Knee not included. Wow, man. I did, did, you, did you know you needed that in your house, too? God. Wow. What a cool product. And just think, ladies and gentlemen, with um, Santa Claus also having to self-isolate, all you need to do is um, make a tax-free donation to the Modus Operandi podcast. We'll send you all these items directly. And quickly. The tactical abortion pistol and the 
Derek Chav- the Derek Chauvin Weeblehead, knee not included. Ah, welcome to the 2020s, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've just, I think I try, I've, blah, blah, blah. I think I, um, um, tooted our horn a little bit at the beginning that, that we were talking about this back in January. But, I mean, you know, we were though. Uh, when, mean, we, when was the last time before that that you really put any sort of hard thought into a pandemic? I guess maybe, uh, maybe maybe when there's uh, uh, what was the uh, Ebola? Uh, well, the Ebola was worrisome, but it it you know you, you could kind of watch it being tracked and moving around, and and it was it was it's it was so deadly that it didn't move very far. Right, um, because people got so sick so quickly, yeah, yeah, they couldn't spread it, which which is a bunch, which is a crock to compare what's happening now to how Barack Obama handled the Ebola. What we should be talking about is how Barack Obama's response to the opioid epidemic was basically exactly the same as Donald Trump's response to the coronavirus, in that there was no quick, effective action. Uh, Obama didn't play a leadership role. He basically ignored it. And he basically just left it up to states and municipalities to handle it however they were. There wasn't any national policy for how we were going to stop people dying from heroin and fentanyl overdoses. Obama, yeah, but, of but course, Dave, wasn't going to change the drug laws or drug Dave, policies Dave, or how they those, were enforced. Those people died because they were bad people. Exactly. Exactly. And and really, the reason that people are dying from COVID nineteen now is because they don't know Jesus. They're not covered in Jesus' blood. That's but right. it's definitely look the the totally uh, didn't that didn't that happen down there in Callaway County? Didn't uh, uh, didn't a church have services? Yeah, and the first the first case in Callaway County, Kentucky, was traced back to a church, the University Church of Christ. Which is not the same thing as the not to be confused with the Church of Christ, or the um, or the Fourth Church of Christ, or the Seventh Church of Christ, or the Cherry Corner Church or, of Christ, or the Hickory Grove Church of Christ, or yeah, or the Sixth Ring of Hell. Yeah, well, no, although no, actually, that's that's easy to confuse. I they're mean, hard to tell apart. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and it, this was when Bashir was actually making a half-assed effort to tell people not to go to church. Of course, now he just doesn't care, and it's, you know, I'm a deacon, and I my son had to have his baptism canceled, and, you know, we want you to go to church, and we understand that instead of just telling people what they need to hear, which is that right now, church doesn't matter. <laughs> like, if yeah. you actually want to be a good person and do yeah, the right, right thing, right now, right now, stay church home is bad. and quit bitching about you want to go to church and instead think about saving somebody else's life. Church is bad, okay? But one thing that you definitely see in the American response to the coronavirus is this just obvious uh, glaring indifference to American life. Like, we really don't care. Like, it's, how many people die? I mean, but, but this is the thing, is that the, the number will get to a point where, despite the apathy, it will just simply 
overwhelm the population. Like, people will continue just not to care, but there'll just be so many people dying of this. Like, I really think they will not be able to have a fall semester in the university, and they're not going to be able to have uh, football. And that's going to crush, I mean, higher education as, as we know it. I see. I'm wondering how are the how are the private universities going to come out of this? I mean, say like, they'll be even worse off now. The ones that have a huge endowment, that's like what I, that's Harvard, what I'm thinking, like Harvard and, and Tulane. But you've and, got to understand, many of these uh, private colleges, while they they may be expensive, they really don't have that much money, and there's really not anything all that great about them, other than the fact that they're private and if you're uh i mean sort of to tie it back into the george floyd nightmare um you know if you if you're white and you've got the money then you don't have to worry about going to a larger school where there are going to be some black people around point um that's um actually i'm I'm glad that you brought it back to uh, george floyd because i I mean we're gonna we're gonna finish up pretty quickly here uh, uh probably we've got one more segment after this and uh, we've spent all this time talking about COVID, which we agreed at the beginning. People have talked about it endlessly. And, um, and now well, let's move on to uh, the protests that are going on, which also people have talked about endlessly. Um, I am, of course, here in Louisville, Kentucky, where Brianna Taylor was um, murdered by police um, in her bed. No charges filed um, still. No char- no, yeah, no charges. They, the, none of the police have been arrested. They probably won't be. Um, th- they will find that the no knock warrant that was was given was uh, valid, and the fact that they had already arrested the person that the warrant was from um, is somehow moot. And then those guys will fucking get off because that's the way the American quote unquote justice system works. And um, uh, so intimidation. <clears throat> It it will be yet another unresolved um, police crime um, in the midst of this of of probably um, not properly uh, concluded police crimes that have happened on camera. And and this is this is the thing I I don't, I don't know um you, you, maybe maybe you've got some insight into this but I can't quite figure this the cops know what these protests are and they know that people are filming them but they right. still brutalize people On what purpose. the fuck is going on in their fucking heads. What do you think is going on in their heads? It's like we're out know. here to crack it's some skulls. The, that's yes, it's that's they, what we it's do. Like, this is as you know. Did you see the did you see the Louisville uh, <laughs> uh, cop that that fired rubber bullets directly into a Wave 3 TV camera? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just on purpose. Like, oh no, he just, you know, he feared for his life. It, it's a journalist with a television camera. That guy, that guy sees the 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 
geek from high school who actually read Brave New World, and he wanted to beat him up, but couldn't get around to it for whatever reason, and now it's just perfect. Yeah. But I want to know, I mean, what, what do you think of these protests? Do you think that there's really any uh, anything that they're going to accomplish? Oh, well, I mean, the Minneapolis Police Department is being disbanded. But we're being told that's going to happen. Well, okay. It's not yeah. the same thing. Um, well, I mean, there's nothing can be more instantaneous than that. Um, and... Uh, I, I I don't know. There have been quite a few officers charged with crimes, um, assault crimes, during this. So that <clears throat> perhaps is an indication that um, that times are changing at least a little bit. But it's not going to change enough. I mean, what needs to happen is that most of the large city police departments need to be just completely taken apart, replaced with uh, community patrols and uh, state police assistance when needed. For um, actual emergencies. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, oh, there's a crime going on now, right now um, that is, you know, somebody's armed and it's dangerous. Um, otherwise, it should be unarmed or very, very lightly armed at most. Um you know, sort of deputies that are part of the community. They have to live there. You know, they have to leave their shift as a cop and go home to the same place they were just, you know, patrolling. Well, it should also be like people who served in the in the military uh, through World War II, where your background is not, this is what you do. Yeah, yeah. And it well, would be a I, I rotating mean, just, thing where for, it's for like the most for this part, one month, you know, you'll be a community <clears throat> deputy. For the most part, I think cops cops should just be eliminated. Uh, I mean, there's well, of course they should, but th that's uh, how insane America is. Like, let me just jump into this one point, which is that they're actually in in Washington. They're actually having to have congressional hearings about what happened to George Floyd. Why do we need to have hearings about a person being murdered by having somebody kneel on a man's neck and killing him in broad daylight in public? What is there to talk about? Like, we don't understand. We're not sure if that was wrong. <laughs> it's a joke, man. Nothing is going to become of any of this. I think that most of the protests after the initial uh Two or three days where that that was actual that was actually some hardcore protesting um, is mainly just been driven by boredom and conformity. People have been cooped up. They can't go to a bar. They can't go to a baseball game. They can't uh, do whatever it is they want to do in larger groups. There's been nothing to do at all. Boom! All of a sudden, hey, there's something to do. And so if your friend's doing it and the woman who you want to think is cool because you want to sleep with her, she's doing it, then you get out there and do it too. The big thing that America is lacking in 2020 is it doesn't have a Martin Luther King Jr. It doesn't have an intellectual powerhouse in the culture that can articulate the, a vision for what the country needs to do and what it needs to be. 
and it doesn't have an overarching idea like peace and love like the counterculture did. So, I, I mean, the, the protests have already basically died out. I mean, how many, it doesn't matter, uh, like people like Rachel Maddow will say, look at how many people are walking down that street. And sure, it's a lot of people, but so what? It's I've seen it. It's like the 12th day in a row I've wa- I'm watching people walk down a street. Okay, I get it. Good job. You know how to walk. Furthermore, all of the media have, have very quickly moved away from what actually happened to George Floyd and police murder to property damage. And it's, it's either the you know Fox News and the conservative local channels are all about how horrible the property damage is, and then the so-called liberal networks like MSNBC are focusing on how the protesters are working to make it peaceful. Like there's something wrong with bashing in a window when you live in a country where the police can just kill people. <laughs> I mean, it's wrong. It would be wrong not to be bashing in windows in response um, to that. I, I'll um, I'll give you a, a a little counter to your to your argument there uh, today. Right. Today in Seattle, um, protesters took over the the uh, uh, Capitol building. Oh, they did. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm uh, glad. Well, I, I then okay. Yeah, I, no, I'm not going to try to. Yeah, I, I, but, don't, but, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's anywhere near done. Um, I mean, people are. I, you know, I'm. I'm here in. I'm here in uh, the. the uh, this is so weird because I'm. I'm like, the my two sort of like roots I have in the city of Louisville are in two predominantly strong, powerfully black communities. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, they're pissed. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you know, I, they're, but unfortunately they're... it takes more than being pissed to actually effect change and, and not just change, but, but corrective action. I mean, what, what the big, one of the big jokes in how biased our journalism is, it's, it says, Democrats propose sweeping reforms. Like we don't need the word sweeping in the headline, like tell me what the re- the proposal is, and I'll decide if it's sweeping or not. And, and of course, it's just these pansy, totally uh, inadequate responses of, well, we're going to create a, a grant funding system where uh, your local government can get money to uh, study police violence. <laughs> you know, the point is, is we need all of these things not to happen in the first place. It, it doesn't do any good. It's not going to bring. I mean, it is the right thing to do to prosecute these cops after they kill people, but it doesn't bring. It doesn't bring anybody back to life. What we should be thinking about is how can we create a situation where this never happens? And I don't think Americans could care less. They by far. I mean, I don't doubt what you're saying about you know Seattle, but I think Seattle's the exception of the rule. I mean, it's it's it was one of the early states to. One of the first two states, Washington State, was to you know legalize marijuana. The rest of the country doesn't want to do it. Uh, never will. Federal government will what? never do what it. What are you talking about? That's not true. What do you mean it's not true? Like all There's, the other, all the states, states that were going to do it had pretty much already done it. Um, I I okay. We'll see in the next few years. You 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 said. 
just a few years ago that there was absolutely no way that 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 there would be any states outside yes, of, I outside did. of California and Colorado. And it's like so boom. what? So that means I'm wrong. I may I was I, that one I point. Just, I really think that th- that is something that will be in a few the, years be progressive and what, fast. Give us a number, like next year. Um, I'm going to say in the next six years. Uh, Good God, uh, man, that's a long time. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. I mean, each, and that's that, going to finally be everybody, or it'll just be um, Rhode Island. Um, I'm actually what I, I okay. Six years will, will be until pretty much pretty much every single state it will be legal in, and the ones that won't will just be hanging on by a thread. Um, or uh, in the next four years, it will be uh, the 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 somehow. The, the feds will will change that. Um, and Crime I, Bill Biden's going to sign off on marijuana dope drugs? No way, man. He's going to double down. <laughs> marijuana dope drugs. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what he would say. <laughs> He's, oh, them, the kid, them kids are smoking them marijuana dope drugs. <laughs> you ponytail. What was the fuck he said to that one person? Uh, pony... Something pony soldier. Oh God! Just uh, dog faced pony soldier. That was the word. That was the term, and it was from some John Wayne movie. What the fuck? How old is that dude? Oh Jesus Christ! You, you know, I consider myself to be probably a little bit older than I would have liked to have been to become president of the United States because I've got an idea how hard that job would be. And I don't understand why the fuck we keep electing all these old people to do this. I mean, is it just because they we're an incredibly they, conservative country that they never they wants anything sleep? to change? Speaking well, I, of, I, I mean, Alan, I think well, it's time I, I, I to... I don't know. Uh, we, we were both pretty hardcore supporters of Bernie, so, uh, you know... F- yes, but Bernie was was just so far out of the normal political mainstream. I mean, he's definitely young at heart. You know, age is not just... You know, being old is not simply the number of years that you are. I mean, Amy McGrath, in her terms of her soul, is 100 years old. And, there's not a there's not a in a hundred unpleasant years. There's right. There's not a molecule of youth in her in her body. You know, it's just. Um, but anyway, that's, I think uh, the next product that we want to let our um, listener know about is the Mopod American Political Time Machine. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can go back to 1982 and stay there forever in the. Mopod American Political Time Machine. We have that product, and we have other products that our sponsors are going to tell you about right now. Feeling hopeless? World politics crushing your spirit? Longing for a time when the future was so bright you had to wear shades? Ask your doctor if the Mopod Political Time Machine is right for you. The Mopod Political Time Machine will return you to the year 1982, where you can live blissfully ignorant of COVID-19, the Trump presidency, reality television, Fox News, and wham! The Mopod Political Time Machine is a computer-controlled IV drug injection system that places you in a coma where, thanks to our patented cocktail of drugs, 
and our carefully constructed, authentic 80s soundscapes, you'll live out the rest of your days in the era of big hair, as happy as you're likely to ever be. We have a very limited number of these time machines available, so order yours today. Mopod Political Time Machine will cause premature death. Side effects can include being in a coma, loss of up to 28 years of memories, divorce, diarrhea, bunions, gout, bed sores, matrix, red pills, blue pills, fight clubs, and instant death. Mopod Political Time Machine. Don't you want to go? Dude, I've been running two to four miles every second or third day. I mean, just every other day or every third day, I go out and run at least a couple of miles. And it's usually closer to four. The other day I did almost five. Go out on my bicycle, ride for anywhere from 10 to 20 miles. Um, I've gained 10 fucking pounds since this shit started. I've got I got to say and I am not making this up. Um up until a few days ago when it got really hot and, and humid, I had been going on runs every other day that were nearly 2 hours long. Wow. Like nearly doubling my average I mean cuz I found these new uh routes that are, you know, even further out in the middle of nowhere. This is the great places to run. Yeah. But man, they are they are long, and I'm running basically in a on a straight path, so I can't ever just turn here and then make another turn and work my way back. Like I've got to run the whole thing back once I finally get to my turning point. Um, I think I'm running out nearly to where Airport Road is, except I'm on the southern side of um, like 121. Instead of north, you know, going to toward where uh, you grew up. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, my weight has been higher than it has been the entire last year. It's when I went on an incredible uh, workout regimen and and finally got back in great shape. What it, what the fuck is going on with our bodies? Well, I'll tell you what I think is going on is I think that our collective human unconsciousness knows it's got to be in survival mode. Yeah, I'm not shit, kidding. Shit's, shit's, shit is bad right now, so lay it on. And yeah, our bodies I hear you. know I hear you. It. It's not even a mental thing. It's not even a, an idea thing. It's like our no, no, bodies no. know it and feel it, and yeah, they are yeah. storing up everything that they can. Yeah, I hear you. I I I completely I've I've heard um uh anthropologists discuss that that particular anthropologists what's the other ones the uh that um uh n- neurologists talking about how how we um either as a species and and collectively react to um stresses that we may not uh consciously yeah exactly that are happening at the lizard level you know that are just like yes okay things are fucking weird um it's time to start laying some fat on you know right um which is just like i i I hate it because i I, all of a sudden almost all of my work shorts don't fit (laughs) well the other thing that kind of i mean i'm just being vain about this but all of last year 
I was lifting weights like crazy. I was I was running a lot because because I finally uh, got back in, in in good enough shape that I could I could get back to my normal running routine. And then oh yeah, good too. You're, and so you, then I joined the gym so and I started to. I was lifting weights like like crazy. And of course, you know the the first two months you're still kind of trying to get in shape for lifting weights. But man, you know by uh, by July, you know, I'm I can actually look in the mirror and be like, you know, I finally look like a man, <laughs> you know, and not like a paper towel. So. Um, and then I was swimming on top of that. And I was so looking forward to this year, you know, having built that foundation of strength and conditioning that I was going to blow it out. You know, I mean, I was going to, and I'm doing setups too. Like I was going to be looking good. And now like I know that my cardiovascular shape is there because you can't run for two hours in 87 degree heat <laughs> and you're not in really good shape, Right. So that tells me that this has to be something like you put it, you know, lizard level, because the because the heart and the lungs are there, right? But the body's like, no, we're not shedding this weight. And that's the other weird thing too is I've noticed that that my my runs are a lot more. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I really don't know the fucking word for it. I feel it's more predatory. It's and especially I do a lot of um, not leisurely or recreational. Uh, um, yeah, there's there's a uh, yeah. You can no, feel there's, something there's, chasing you. I, I'm going somewhere. I'm either I'm chasing something or I'm being chased. But mostly it's I'm chasing something. Right. Um, but I, I'll go through. Um, um, I, I live in kind of a, a for our listener. Um, I live in a um, now. I live in uh, the part of uh, Louisville called Portland. Uh, which is downriver from the main city, um, and it's part of a bend in the river. And I'm, I'm gonna say I'm three quarters of a mile from the water uh, where I live now. So what I will do a lot of times, I didn't do that today. I went for a, a, about three miles uh, today, um, but I'll usually I'll run from here down to the where I can cross over the levee. Um, and go to the river because there's a big interstate exchange right near here that uh, I, that is blocks the access to a lot of the river. And I'll go over into this little park. It's Portland. Um, oh crap! Uh, it's a neat little park. It's really neglected and it needs to be um, it needs to be improved. But anyway, um, it was supposed to be part of the Louisville Loop, and it's that's fallen apart uh, um, since uh, Abramson was gone. Is gone. Um, and I'll run through the woods along the river all the way to the other side of, uh, the, the interchanges in the Sherman Minton Bridge and then run across the golf course, <laughs> which I love doing. I, I just, I'm just like, yeah, come on. Somebody fucking try to hit me with a ball. I will murder you. <laughs> um, and, and run across the golf courses because it's like, oh man, that's another thing. Like I consider myself to be a, a peaceful person, and and my just sort of primal, like, come on, do it, you know, let's go, 
is uh, is is there. I mean, I've never thought or felt like this before in my life. It's it is predatory. It's because yeah, yeah, yeah. when you feel this, you know, medieval, the world is ending, and it literally is ending. Because one thing I am certain of is that whenever there is some sense of coming out on the other side of this, it we will not recognize the world. People are going to behave differently. Everything is going to look differently. I mean, there'll be uh, there'll be just such widespread strife. Still, no one will care. Like you'll say, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, the number can never be high enough. However many it is who who will have died. But uh, just overall, oh, it'll actually, be such no, a different I, I, world. I, I think you're wrong there. If we were to get up to, I don't know, six and a half, maybe seven billion, um, that we might achieve some form of peace. You mean if, if like six and a half billion people wind up dying? Yeah, if we return to the to the world's population in uh, 1700. So it was only that long, it, it, that's not that long ago, I mean, looking at. Oh, dude! Human history, dude. We were we were a uh, one billion was an amazing at the turn of the century. Um, so you mean yeah, going this, into the twentieth century, into the twenty, yeah, from from the from the eighteen hundreds to the nineteen hundreds, yeah, it was. So you mean to tell me that in the year nineteen hundred there were one billion people? I'm pretty sure it was less than that, actually. Wow. But that should tell you a lot about how this was bound to happen. I mean, you, oh, you it's, can't it's, have one species. There was a there was increase a increase um, by you know six hundred billion. <laughs> you know, and we dominate this planet. You know, we make we mock and ignore anybody who talks about living in harmony with nature, looking out for the planet, or population reduction. If you talk about population reduction, you are shut down immediately because. If the population shrinks, the economy shrinks. Oh no, my God! No. We've got to keep growing and it growing has to keep and growing, growing because if it doesn't That's keep one growing, of the best we lines can't. That Greta Thunberg had. We can't make up said, money. You you keep telling us about fairy tales of eternal economic growth, and she's absolutely right. And it's it's America is is definitely the culprit here. We look at that part of our history. From the Reconstruction, from the Civil War, in 1870, and then we grew. I mean, we we didn't want to be this uh, agrarian society. We just turned everything over to J.P. Morgan and the and big industry. We became an industrial powerhouse. We had the Great Depression, but then we we dominated World War II because the way we could mobilize. And and uh, and defeat the Axis power. Although we needed a lot of help from the Russians toward the end, and a, and a lot of help from the British at the beginning. The British really carried the Allies um, up until D-Day. Well, the, don't uh, don't leave out the French Resistance and the French Resistance. Sure, I, yeah, do, you, yeah, you, you yeah. are correct. I'm they not were, trying to leave anybody force. out. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're basically talking about at the longest a stretch of say. Not even 80 years, um, I would say 1870 to 1946, where you could have an industrial-driven mass production economy that, that could just keep growing. 
And the problem is, is that like anything else, it can only grow so much. I mean, everything that grows only grows so much, and then it stops, and then it has to do this thing called mature. And of course, our economy, our culture, doesn't want to mature. It doesn't want to become wise. It doesn't want to become sophisticated. It doesn't want to become uh, non-adolescent and juvenile and impulsive and selfish and reckless. But Dave, and, if you did that, we wouldn't have a stock market. <laughs> right. I, right. I mean, the stock I, market, I, I, dude, that just well, well spoken. I that's that's I, I really like that. Um, that doesn't benefit anyone when it's doing well, but when it when it crashes, all of us take it up the ass. <laughs> Which that and that's how the paper ended. Period. Um. All right, are are we running out of time on your end, or how much how much we got? I think basically we're we're we've run out of time. I mean, we've got a couple of minutes. If you've got sort of a last word prediction, I I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, I have a swimming pool now. Um, That's awesome. You showed me a picture. Yeah, of it. we got it. It's it's um I can kind of like sort of halfway sit on my leg. I float just well enough that I'm just my legs folded underneath of me, and it comes up to my chin. So it's that deep, and it's deep enough. I can, you know, I can go underwater and swim, swim a few strokes before I get to the other side. Um, so, it, and it was eighty something degrees today in the pool. It was super nice. Um, of course, I didn't get into it until like seven o'clock when I got home from um, doing some stuff over at the other studio. Um, and that's about it for me. How are anything uh, you, you said you, you're running a lot, anything else you've done to, to, um, well, it's enjoy all I can life? do. I mean, I, I've, I've stopped going to the gym and it's, it's rather sad. I mean, I remember it would have been, it would have been uh, back in February where this thing was really, uh, it, it seemed imminent that it was going to hit. And, um, I, um, I was even somewhat concerned about going to the gym then, but I was just like, I'm going to go. And I remember going for a swim and I had a good swim and it was, uh, or I guess this might've been early March. And then, you know, right after that, those two NBA players tested positive. And I mean, in the blink of an eye, the whole country shut down. It was like they canceled the NBA season. They, they, they were first. They weren't going to have any uh, fans for these conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. Twelve hours later, they just said no. There's no NCAA tournament, and I mean that should have told you that that uh, how serious th- this is. I mean, e- the last people in the world who would ever do these things actually did them. Now, of course, they're only doing this to protect themselves because the 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 wealthy are going to get tested and retested, and they'll be as insulated from. Uh, from this virus as as uh, they can be, you know. But the rest of us, that you know, the leadership just doesn't care, you know. And the, and the people just are not going to listen to the science again. And sort of invoking uh, Gre- Greta Thunberg there, and it's just because I don't think Americans have any respect for scientists or intellectuals. Well, Dave, I mean, you know, I I got I got blocked from Facebook for uh, thirty days for hate speech. And my hate speech was saying that before this is over, we're going to lose another 200,000 people because Americans are fucking stupid. So I think that's a good way to end it right there. All right. And I think that indicates to me that 
nothing good is ever going to happen again. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Modus Operandi Podcast. This episode was recorded remotely at the IFPR Studios in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Bad Teacher Studios in an undisclosed secret bunker with Dr. David Overby and Alan Miller. Produced, engineered, edited, and mixed by Alan Miller. Music by the Institute for Psychic Reform. Intro remixed by Hydropod. Please join us again next week for the 206th episode. Search for us on Facebook. A poorly kept webpage with recent episodes is available at psychicreform.com slash mopod, where you can also find the RSS feed to subscribe to this show. We're also on iTunes and most of the other places podcasts are listed. Search for Alan Evil on Twitter for weird freeform poetry replies to the unhinged tweets of our liar-in-chief and the occasional cute animal video. The Mopod gives stories of fictional entity and the products advertised are imaginary. Mopod. Stay safe, wear a mask, and maintain a safe distance from others. <laughs>